Last night was the Commander-in-Chief Forum and um, on MSNBC. Hillary Clinton won the coin toss. She spoke first, and then Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton vowed not to send American ground troops to Iraq ever again. Donald Trump insinuating he had learned shocking new info involving President Obama without ever revealing it, as those two candidates made their back-to-back appearances last night. The forum, well, it foreshadows the debates coming later this month, their highly anticipated debate later this month. Critics say Hillary Clinton would want a do-over, and actually some, not of her critics, but even some of her supporters. We had more details, and certainly more details from Hillary Clinton. Take a listen as Secretary Clinton gives details on fighting ISIS and Trump trashing America's generals. This is courtesy of CNN. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both say they have a strategy for defeating ISIS, but only one of them is providing any detail. The presidential candidates appeared separately at an NBC News forum Wednesday in New York. Trump says he has a secret plan to defeat the terror group, but he also says he would give his generals 30 days to come up with a winning strategy. Clinton ruled out sending U.S. ground troops to either Syria or into Iraq. We have to defeat ISIS. That is my highest counterterrorism goal. And we've got to do it with air power. We've got to do it with much more support for the Arabs and the Kurds who will fight on the ground against ISIS. Look, I have a very substantial chance of winning. Make America great again. We're going to make America great again. I have a substantial chance of winning. If I win, I don't want to broadcast to the enemy exactly what my plan is. We're joined now by CNN's military analyst, Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling, for more on where both of these nominees stand on national security. So, General, a short time ago during that town hall, Donald Trump was asked about one of his more famous quotes, that he knows more about ISIS than the generals, and this is what he said. Listen to this. I think under the leadership of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, the generals have been reduced to rubble. They have been reduced to a point where it's embarrassing for our country. So as far as you're aware, is, is that a fair assessment of the generals? I guess he's saying that they've been beaten down by the administration. Is the implication? I don't see any indication of that at all, John. The, the generals, the colonels, all the soldiers in the fight have been doing exceedingly well under some very difficult circumstances over the the last 14 years. They're tired, to be sure, and uh, they, they are adapting to the fight as best they can. But truthfully, for a guy like Mr. Trump, who claims he is a supporter of the veterans, to say that generals have been reduced to rubbles is somewhat insulting to me, and I know it's insulting to all my former coll- colleagues who are still wearing the uniform and still taking the fight to the enemy. Okay, so... You know, is this going to change the 16 or 19 percent, depending on what poll that you see support by the military and the vets? I would hope so. Uh, I I saw so much outrage on Twitter um, about Donald Trump um, really, you know, putting down uh, the generals uh, who, quite frankly, make these decisions and advise our president and people he would be working with uh, to be advised. Hillary Clinton was frequently put on the defensive by audience members who were asking questions about her judgment, and she sought to reassure voters that she would be a forceful and steady commander-in-chief. She noted her role in the killing of Osama bin Laden. She pledged, she just heard, to defeat ISIS. She said, as you heard, it was her highest terrorism, counterterrorism goal. She had to spend 13 minutes, by the way, 13 minutes on the emails at the start, okay? 13 minutes on the emails, Okay, yet she went out 
and promised air power to support Arab and Muslim allies, said we are not putting ground troops in Iraq ever again, and we're, we're not putting them in Syria. Trump withered his attacks on a record. He was vague about his own. He was defensive and untruthful, by the way, about shifting his stands on the Iraq war over the years. And of course, we know he was not even challenged by Matt Lauer. But let's get to another comment that bothered many of us. Okay? It bothered many of us. 100% Trump said, one of several instances when he made blunt assertions but provided no details, um, not asked mostly. He was especially insistent in defending his praise of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Let's take a listen. Here is Trump praising Vladimir Putin yet again. One of the things you've said about Vladimir Putin, you said, I will tell you in terms of leadership, he's getting an AR president is not doing so well. And when referring to a comment that Putin made about you, I think he called you a brilliant leader. You said it's always a great honor to be so nicely complimented by a man so highly respected within his country and beyond. Well, he does have an 82 percent approval rating, according to the different pollsters, who, by the way, some of them are based right here. Look, he's also a guy who annexed Crimea, invaded Ukraine, supports Assad in Syria, supports Iran, is trying to undermine our influence in key regions of the world. And according to our intelligence committee community, probably is the main suspect for the hacking of the DNC computers. Well, nobody knows that for a fact. But do you want me to start naming some of the things that President Obama does? But do you want to be complimented by that former KGB? Officer, I think when he calls me brilliant, I'll take the compliment, okay? The fact is, look, it's not going to get him anywhere. I'm a negotiator. We're going to take back our country. You look at what's happening to our country. You look at the depleted military. You look at the fact that we've lost our jobs. We're losing our jobs like we're a bunch of babies. We're going to take back our country, Matt. The fact that he calls me brilliant or whatever he calls me is going to have zero impact. But the fact that you say you can get along with him. I think think I'll be able to get along with him. Do you think the day that you become president of the United States, he's going to change his mind on some of these key issues? Possibly. It's possible. I don't know, Matt. It's possible. And it's not going to have any impact. If he says great things about me, I'm going to say great things about him. I've already said he is really very much of a leader. I mean, you can say, oh, isn't that a terrible thing? He called I mean, the man has very strong control over a country. Now, it's a very different system, and I don't happen to like the system. But certainly in that system, he's been a leader far more than our president has been a leader. Uh, Can I just ask once in a while, Mark, Andrew, help me with this. Who are we taking our country back from? Who has our country? Non-white people, apparently. A black president, right? That's that's really what he's Muslims, right? Which I think he, I mean... Just unbelievable. I had mentioned Trump lying about Iraq. I mentioned Matt Lauer not challenging him. And by the way, I think last night was proof that the liberal media is not trying to help Hillary Clinton. And maybe they want Trump to be president because they want the ratings every time he opens his mouth and does something stupid. But we're talking about human lives that are at stake. Listen to this uh, cut three, guys. This is Trump lying about Iraq and Matt Lauer just letting it go. In your life that prepares you to send men and women of the United States into harm's way? Well, I think the main thing is I have great judgment. I have good judgment. I know what's going on. I've called so many of the shots. And I happened to hear Hillary Clinton say that I was not against the war in Iraq. I was totally against the war in Iraq. From You can look at Esquire magazine from 04. You can look at before that. And I was against the war in Iraq because I said it totally destabilized the Middle East, which it has. It has absolutely been a disastrous war. And by the way, perhaps almost as bad was the way Barack Obama got out. That was a disaster. 
Are you for invading Iraq? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, I wish it was. I, I wish the first time it was done correctly. That was with Howard Stern, Donald Trump, in 2002. And by the way, it's not just that little clip, because somebody might go, well, well he says, oh, I guess so. In his book, he also said he favored that invasion. Now, I don't know if how many of you saw, uh, Trump made a tweet about sexual assault in the military. And we all know what he's doing, folks. I mean, when he comes out and says, I want to give poor people money for schools and poor family money for schools, we don't know where the money's coming from. Hey, we're going to have a shutdown government. How do you get the money? He attacks Common Core and unions. He's trying to please the Republicans. But you know what he's doing. He's trying to please African-Americans and Latinos who make up more than the whites in these uh, more impoverished communities throughout the United States who don't have the best schools uh, in the public school system. And, of course, Donald Trump's going to make it all terrific and it's going to be huge and he's going to fix it. Well, Donald Trump is trying to appeal to women in the military because he does well with white guys in the military. And Trump stands by the sexist military sexual assault tweet that he made. Listen up. In 2013, on this subject, you tweeted this, quote, 26,000 unreported sexual assaults in the military, only 238 convictions. What did these geniuses expect when they put men and women together? Well, it is, it is, a, it is a correct tweet. There are many people that think that that's absolutely correct. And we need to have a strength. So this and should we need have to been have... expected? And does that mean the well, only way to well, fix it is to take women out of the military? And, and by the way, since then, it's gotten worse. No, not to kick them out, but something has to be happened. You, right now, part of the problem is nobody gets prosecuted. On the idea that nobody in the military is doing anything about this, uh, General Hurtling, is that, is that the case? Patently false. Uh, it was usually, uh, when I was in the Division Command, Anderson, a few years ago, it was the number one issue in the Uniform Code of Military Justice. It is a, a problem, and there are ways that the military is fixing that problem. But certainly when you put young people together, uh, these kinds of things happen to a small percentage. And the good commanders prosecute them with a vengeance. And by the way... A good commander-in-chief wouldn't tweet about something like that. Um, how much time do we have, guys, before break? Great. And um, today, Hillary Clinton, not last night, um, talked about um, Trump actually being a gift for ISIS. Listen up. Matt Olson, the very distinguished and effective former director of the National Counterterrorism Center, was so disturbed by what he has seen uh, coming from the Trump campaign, that he wrote an article that uh, I guess came online in the last 48 hours, pulling from public sources very clear statements by ISIS leaders, essentially throwing whatever support they have to Donald Trump. They have as Matt Olson pointed out, said they hope that Allah delivers America to Trump. They have said that they hope that uh, he is the president because it would give even more uh, motivation to every jihadi, uh, someone who has, has insulted Muslims, has insulted a gold star family of an incredibly heroic uh, Captain Khan, uh, someone who has said he doesn't want to let Muslims from around the world even come to our country. That is a gift for ISIS, and that is what Matt Olson, who knows more about this than the Republicans trying to somehow muddy the waters, 
um, very clearly stated. Trump argued that Vladimir Putin, a strong man accused by human rights groups of presiding over domestic repression, war crimes in Syria, violations of international law in Europe, was a better leader than President Barack Obama. How was it even fathomable that someone could make these statements? Were you offended to hear this? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Trump lied about supporting the war in Iraq. Matt Lauer didn't call him out on it. Were you shocked that Lauer didn't press Trump on this? 8886-LESLIE. And are you concerned that we're going to see more of Trump's lies going unfact-checked during these presidential debates? 8886-LESLIE. Trump defended his previous statement that he knows more about ISIS than our U.S. generals do? Do you have to be mentally incompetent to actually believe this, America? 8886-LESLIE, he has absolutely zero experience with foreign policy. Clinton said, her plan to fight ISIS does not include to put troops on the ground in Iraq or Syria. His plan, uh oh, that's right, he doesn't have a plan, he has no details, he didn't want to disclose any information before being elected because he doesn't have a plan. How can you elect someone? If you know ISIS is one of, if not the top threat to this nation and the world's security, how can you elect someone when you know that person has no idea of what they're doing to, going to do once they go into office? And by the way, if you're voting for a guy that doesn't know where Aleppo is with regard to Gary Johnson, you're even dumber. 8886-LESLIE. Trump faced zero questions about his past insults of veterans and their families, nor his own five Vietnam-era draft deferments. Why not? Don't you remember? John Kerry, who has a bronze, a silver star, and a purple heart, I believe, as well, right? This man was accused of lying about where he was in the midst of being in war in Vietnam. And Donald Trump isn't even asked about his five Vietnam-era draft deferments. Bill Clinton was asked why he didn't go. He was called a draft dodger. And isn't this unfathomable? Considering this was a town hall full of veterans. Why didn't anybody ask him about his five Vietnam era draft deferments? Why wasn't he pressed at his comments about the general, about the commander in chief, who the Vietnam, who the veterans, all veterans, look to as president and commander in chief, even if they don't like the guy? 8886 Leslie. Trump defended his claims that sexual assaults in the military are the result of women serving alongside men in the military. Does that sound like victim blaming? Oh, then again, don't you remember what he said before about rape? Do you guys remember that about rape? Do you remember clearly when he was asked by uh, what's his name? The Yeller on MSNBC, Chris. Uh, yeah, he didn't offer any solutions to the problem. Now, how many, can anyone think this man would make a good commander in chief? And oh, by the way, good luck with those women numbers, Trump. 8886-LESLIE. Presidents and presidential candidates usually do not discuss intelligence briefing. Why? It's sensitive information that is contained in those meetings. But Trump happily blurted out alleged details from his briefing. If that wasn't enough, he tried to use them to launch a political attack. Isn't this the kind of judgment or lack of that Hillary Clinton and others are pointing to? That say this should not be the potential leader of the free world. 8886 Leslie. And by the way, if if on a stage when he's not president and he's only at two briefings, he almost slips. What will happen next time? 8886 Leslie. 888-653-7543. Back after this. We are back quickly. Let's take a call. Go to break and take more calls. If you're holding, hang tight. You want to join us? 8886-LESLIE. Let's start with Ron in Albuquerque, line two, listening on KABQ. Hey, Ron, good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. I don't know where to start. Uh, first of all, um, I would say that uh, 
I've talked to you before about this, but but the guy out there from the East, I won't mention his name, who's supposed to be the leader of the opposition party, is nothing more than a chameleon and a walking, talking Ponzi scheme. I can't believe people don't see that. I don't believe and can't believe. I know some of these people that do the investigation reports, and they're just smoothing over things. This guy's got a history with the mob. I'm telling you right now, the first five buildings he built were built by Carlo Gambino, crime syndicate, family, immigrants. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, Ron. we got to take a break. Hold that thought. Take a breath. When we come back, we'll let you finish. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. More to come. And we're back. We're talking about last night's uh, forum and a lot of uh, anger directed toward uh, Donald Trump from some, uh, Matt Lauer. And Hillary Clinton, oh, she didn't smile enough is what we hear. But let's go back to Ron in Albuquerque, line two, listening on KABQ. Ron, good afternoon. Hello? Hey, Ron, thanks for holding. Welcome back. All right. What I started to say is that uh, the first five buildings he built were built by the Cardinal Gambino crime syndicate family with immigrant labor. And I'm telling you right now, I used to do criminal defense for all kinds of people, including mob people. He would not be walking and talking today if he didn't pay them. He paid them all the time. Now, I haven't heard much about it. And then, of course, the thing that gets me the most upset is they want to go on these emails about her. And here's my defense to that. Show me the information. Show me the evidence. Show me the, the, the trial. Show me the conviction or shut your mouth. Because otherwise, it's unsubstantiated evidence and innuendo. That's exactly what it is. Now, that's my feeling on that. And also, back to Donald Trump, this great uh, Trump University Let's see all the people he's made millions of dollars for. I haven't seen not one testify yet. That they well, the only money. one he made millions of dollars for, obviously, is himself. Well, I understand, but he should have some people out there to give testimony if it's such a great deal. I think it's a very good point, and I don't think we'll see that person. Yeah, I know. And, of course, the problem is, is he wants to conceal everything because, by the way, I've already said this before, but I'll say it to you this time, the confidence of the, the, the conservative party is they are convicts. They're convicted to take care of themselves first, and everybody else has to wait in line. That's what they're all about. All right. Thank you. Any, anything, any, any, anything else, Ron? Well, I was going to say, I think that, Hillary needs to start playing more uh, aggressive ball against them because I was, again, like I said, I helped defend some people. I was always taught by these guys, they said, somebody's going to hit you, you better hit them first because you may not get a chance to hit them. And she's not hitting him hard. He's won 16 straight uh, victories against all of his opponents. And my feeling is he should be considered the favorite, and she should be the underdog, and she should take it to him. I mean, she has to talk about what she's going to do, whether they agree, whether they disagree, and then name something about him that nobody knows. And I'm sure with his history, there's got to be a lot of things that nobody knows about him. Okay, thank you, Ron, for the call. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm hoping she's going to hit him hard at the debates. I, I think she's going to be stronger at the debates than she was last night. Uh, she can't. It's terrible. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm a woman. When you come off as being, you know, more defensive or bitterly, you know, bitter, or some people would say lawyer-like, you know, um, it can work against you. And um, he, he does well in those crazy venues until he goes off, and I'm hoping for that. Let's go next to Mike in New York, Line 3, listening on TuneIn. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good. This, I was, I'm a uh, former combat vet, uh, former infantryman, and I was actually in one of the overflow rooms last night. You wait, wait, wait. <laughs> first, first of all, thank you for your service. Before you, continue. oh, thank you very much. Okay, so you were, you were, you were there. You were there. I was not. Um, uh, what, what was it like? Be, uh, you know, how do, you, how do you, was it different? Do you think? Do you think being there live? Because I know being live sometimes it can be very different than those of us who watch it on TV. 
Well, I I got there late enough, so I got kind of uh, pushed into an overflow room, and that honestly it was better for me because I I was too nervous to ask a question if I was picked. Um, if, if if you had not been nervous and had been in the room, <laughs> what question would you ask, and who would you ask ask it of? I well, they uh, you're supposed to kind of think up two just in case you get picked for either one. But uh, for Donald Trump, is the person I really wanted to ask a question was about his. He's um, uh, talking about how he wanted to bring back waterboarding and then some, and how he wanted to bomb the S out of, uh, you know, ISIS and target families of terrorists. And I wanted to know how he felt that about the Geneva Convention, because that seems to go against the Geneva Convention. And I was wondering if he would suspend the Geneva Convention just to fight rogue terrorists, and would that make us any better than the people we are fighting? <clears throat> that was a question I want to ask him. Interesting. Um, let me ask you something before we go more yeah. about last night. Of it course. sounds to me that, as a veteran, you're against uh, torture being used as a means to try to extract information. Am I correct in that assertion? Uh, you're, well, yeah, let's see. In stateside, I've, <laughs> it's a different. When you're overseas, you have a different mentality. It's much easier to go down that route and think that that's the right answer. You're so angry because you don't know who you're fighting because snipers are taking shots at you and they disappear and you think civilians or the people around you might know more than you, your friends die in IEDs. That builds up that anger and resentment. But when you come home and think about the humanitarian aspect, at least from my perspective, you know, you settle down and realize that not everything has to be dealt with, you know, a sledgehammer. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you there. Um, and, and I like I said, I have never served in our military. And again, thank oh. you for your service. What uh, was, what yeah. was your who? You know, I hate we do this. We're so American. Who won? Who lost? But you know, who do you <laughs> think did a better job last night? Who was stronger um, to be the future commander in chief from your perspective? Somebody who has served, who has fought, whose life has been literally on the line and at risk as a a, a veteran of our military. Okay, uh, before. I just wanted to say that the actual line of the night that I heard was from someone behind me, and I've always uh, I've always kind of been afraid to speak up a little bit in public with other veterans because we you know, tend to be a right-winging crew. I've had veterans question my service. Even some civilians say I didn't I wasn't a, a real veteran if I don't support Trump. It's, we've turned on each other in some ways. But there was a veteran behind me who was young, and he as Trump entered. We were a bit rowdier in the, the overflow, so he said, it, while people were clapping, he said, what's the opposite of clapping? Because he, he didn't support Trump. He just wanted to know how he could, you know, uh, do something against the applause. Um, and I thought it was funny and a little eye-opening. But I think the, back to the question, I think Hillary had some missteps, but I, I think that, Give, can you give me one example? One example of oh, a mistake? I think that, you know, the troops on the ground in Iraq, I think that, you know, there's some gray areas there. And I, um, she could be tripped up with the whole Libya and everything, but that's not what I'm talking about. I, Matt Lauer really hammered her for emails, which I think had no place in She had 30 minutes on stage. Yeah, 30 minutes on stage, 13 of which was emails, which yeah. to me was like, what liberal media? Okay, uh, go ahead, yeah. go, go ahead, because we're getting your take. You were there. Of course, no, no, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. It was, I was cringing during the whole, you know, interview about the emails. 
Um, but Trump, by far, was the biggest loser of the night, and I don't see how people could see how he would have won that. He, I mean, he dismissed our commander-in-chief. He said that Putin was a better leader than him. By how, how, now, how did that go over with guys around you that were clapping when he entered the room? Uh, well, uh, a lot of the people around me were kind of shaking their heads. I can't speak for everybody, but we had a young and what was the general? What was your feeling, and did what the, did the general feeling around you seem to be when he made that comment about American generals? Oh, uh, I, I think my head was just buried in my hands at that point. I wasn't really looking around. I was just in disbelief. Uh, you you can't say that, and you can't do that as commander in chief. He basically said that our, you know, Obama has run President Obama has run our generals into rubble. And uh, it was just, it was maddening, that and his comments on Putin and using the guy's approval rating as a, a reason that he's a good leader. I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. We're supposed to be talking about our troops, our soldiers, our, our wars. Did you, and, want and them to, did you want them to ask about his numerous draft deferments for Vietnam as a veteran? Uh I, I would say so. I actually, it's very good. I just, they really probably should have had an hour each um, right. up there, and they should have highlighted that. There's so many ways to, to go at him, and that would probably be a, a great start. He, to me, he's a chicken hawk. Uh, you know, someone that's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> because, yeah. And that drives me mad. And actually, to be honest, I used to think that. Bush was one, and a lot of the people he surrounded himself with, but Trump has made me wish for the days of Bush, and, and I and, did not like serving under them. Did you feel that they should, uh, that somebody should, like Matt Lauer should have mentioned to him um, his attack on uh, Captain Khan's mother and father after the DNC? Yeah, I, I think he should have. To me, maybe they're a bit hesitant to kind of hammer him just because it's the first time they've done this. And, uh, but wait, wait, they weren't hesitant to hammer her. Why? Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I think maybe they think she's a softer target because he's, a, you know, a, got this reputation of being a kind of a, a brute or a, you know a tough guy and ready to push back and, and lie and manipulate through any interview. And maybe there was an element of fear. I, I can't honestly say, but um, I think that there's a disproportionate amount of negative uh, questioning and and uh, media around Hillary Clinton. I don't know why, but it could be because she's a soft target in their mind. Do you, what do you feel as a veteran, um, and, and most military, you know, support and veterans support Trump, um, yeah. Does does that surprise you, and do you think some of that might change after last night, or no? I mean, you taught you were around some of these guys that are your comrades, but may differ in your opinion of Donald Trump. I think that you know, uh, most of us have made up our minds, and you know, with military and veteran community lean right for the most part. So it's not actually too hard to, as a Republican, to win us over. <laughs> There's a lot of undecided that ask questions, and I was around to hear them respond to it later. And 
a couple of them were very dissatisfied with Trump's answers uh, about the uh, it was the suicides and the sexual assault that they were bothered by his kind of lackadaisical answer. I it, it was strange. I, I thought that it would be totally pro-Trump while I was there, but it it wasn't. It was a mix. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was because it was a younger crowd that I was standing in or things had changed, but they're still going to vote for Trump over Hillary. And, and why, now, why why is that? Is it because he talks tough, like, let's carpet bomb, uh, you know, ISIS? Is it because, uh, guy, like you say, is it because it's that mentality, I want to go fight and kill people, um, or is it become, because she's a woman? I, I mean, just level with me. Uh, I'm not sure if that simple. I, I mean, I think it might be on his side, but I think that the military and uh, the veterans community think that the Democrats are weak on, on foreign policy and war and uh, tend to uh, tend to be the ones that um, make the military smaller to dismiss officers, to kick out people, and they don't want to hone, you know, our military or to send them overseas. They don't want to take on our enemies, both foreign and domestic. And I think that's the bigger issue. But, again, Trump talks tough and is a big, strong man, and, and sometimes people on the right gravitate towards men like him. Yep, absolutely. You know, I thank you for calling because you said you don't do well speaking, and you just spoke on the radio to... Thousands and thousands of people listening, and you did an awesome job, Mike. So I hope you'll call us back and do uh, do that again and again. Thank you for your service, and, and thank, uh, you, very thank much you for thank you for being my free reporter from last night. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and have a great show. Okay, thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. We're gonna take a break when we come back. More of your calls. Don't go away. Back. Let's get back to the calls in Virginia. Line four, listening on iHeartRadio is Ishmael. Uh, hi, is uh, is it Ishmael or Ishmael? Ishmael. Ishmael. Hey, Ishmael. Good afternoon, and thank you for calling. Thank you so much, Leslie. Um, I'm going to borrow one of your war today. That buffoon last night was absolutely it's unacceptable. So, so I'm going to borrow one of your wars. From now on, I'm going to only refer to him as a buffoon. Okay. He was. He was an. I probably borrowed that from Joe Biden, knowing his vocabulary. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I think one thing that really upset me when someone who had never been to Iraq said that he know more about ISIS than the generals, and I wish Matt really pressed him on that and asked him, give me an example, give me one thing that you know about ISIS. Oh, I, it, it, I, I, he wasn't pressed on anything. Absolutely. And, no. and, and think about the focus. I understand the emails with regard to security, but 13 minutes out of 30 on emails, yeah. what we want to know as voters, if you haven't made up your mind, I would imagine, is... What is your plan to deal with ISIS? What do you mm-hmm. want to do with, with, with Syria after that yeah. fact? And Assad and Putin, rather than praise him. Um, you know, what, you know what, what, is your, what is your plan for, you know, security here? What is your plan for the VA and for dealing with PTSD, suicide, some of those other things? Yep. Uh, or for dealing, like, okay, Donald Trump's tweet um, you know, I don't like it. I, th- I don't. I think it borders sexism, which is clearly from him to be expected. Um, but you know, I really and I really felt some of the same questions should have been posed to both individuals, uh-huh. and then remark on things they've said or done. Like you supported the Iraq War, and especially 
say to Donald Trump, you did support the Iraq war and then you didn't. Why did you change your mind? Even though he's going to give us a BS answer, that's the better question from a journalist. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and I think it's the other thing is that um, uh, you probably know more about, about ISIS than him. I, I guarantee that if you, if you guys were questioning, you probably know more. And and one thing I want to say is that it's time for Hillary to take the gloves off. Okay, this is this is. I mean, he's not showing her no respect, and he need to take the gloves off. I mean, she need to take the gloves off, and then hammer him with everything. And also, I want to know where the surrogate are, where Bernie Sanders, where is Elizabeth Warren, where is Joe Biden? It's time, you guys. This is this. We cannot accept this. We need to come out, and the gloves need to come off. Well. I'm not sure. I mean, the gloves need to come off, but it's the way she does it because she's got to take the high road. And she, you know what she's got to do? I'm sorry I keep saying it. In A Few Good Men, she has got to do what I think it was Tom Cruise did to Jack Nicholson. She's got to tap in. She's got to make that pot, that, that powder keg blow. And Absolutely, and, and I and I think he. I mean, I I don't know whether you can ask someone that you probably an expert if he violated any law by basically making that statement about uh, uh, the intelligence briefing that he got. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, it scares me. If God forbid he were president, you know, <laughs> thank you so much. he's a loose cannon. Thank you for your college mouth. You loose cannon, loose 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 mouth. What do they say? Loose lips sink ships. Uh, literally, Ken, if you're talking about U.S. security. Let's go to Joe. Joe is on line two. Joe, good afternoon. I think Joe and I disagree, so we don't always take everybody who agrees with me. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Basically, I just want to say yes. The, the questions regarding the emails were excessive. However, I do believe that Hillary was very thorough with regards to her responses, and she took control over the questions. And yes, she may not have gotten uh, as many questions in, as Trump received, but she was very thorough again. She put the question in context, and she gave a very uh, well-rounded and a very expanded response. And I, I, I kind of feel that's what we voters want. It's not the number of questions she received. It's how she answered the question. Oh, no, I agree, but I, do, I did want to hear more um, about right. like from her as a woman about sexual harassment in the military. Um, I did, and I, I definitely didn't feel that it was fair to completely not address his draft deferments, not address his comments about uh, negatively toward uh, a Gold Star family, specifically the parents of Captain Khan after the DNC. You know, I, I think that was, I think that's just as fair game. If you're asking about emails, that's just as fair game. Right. No, I totally agree with you, but. The, the thing is, is that they only had 30 minutes. and even So you don't spend 13 on emails. Time, these issues are so uh, complex. Yes, but the, e- the emails even to Republicans. To, you know, my, right. I, I have a friend who's not doesn't like Hillary. She doesn't know what she's going to do. I tried to convince her last night. She was pro-Bernie. She, she's really not digging uh, Stein, I think, after Johnson today. And I'm telling you, you can't stay home. And she may go for Hillary. I don't know. But she... You know, she even said, I don't I don't like Hillary and I don't care about those bloody emails. And she goes, everybody I talk to, no matter the Democrat or Republican, and we live in California, maybe a little different, open minded. But nobody, not nobody, most people don't care about those emails. And like many of the other attacks on Clinton's, it is a slippery slope to nowhere. It's a waste of time. 
And I think it was last I totally night. agree with you. Regarding, disregarding the media, I think, I think you're taking a responsibility on the air to kind of, in a way, shame not just the media, but their particular journalists. And I think we all have to stand up and shame the individuals, such as Matt Lauer. And, and also... Be well, no, I said Matt Lauer. I said Matt Lauer. No, I said Matt Lauer was not prepared. He didn't do his homework. And, and I posted all, all day that it was an embarrassment to journalists. And to himself, right. well, his behavior last night, his conduct. But individual journalists need to, to call out other journalists. And not, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about all the mainstream corporate journalists. I see. I see what you mean. Okay, we are out of time. It's not because we disagreed on a little thing there. Um, it's because I am out of time. It's the end of the show, but we'll be back tomorrow on Friday. We hope you will as well. Thank you to Mark and to Andrew, my great crew. And to you, keep listening here on the only true democracy in talk radio. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.